It was early in the morning, and I was on a road when I noted the creature standing in the middle of the road 100 feet away. It stared at me curiously, then started shaking its arms and fists at him. Thorpe thought that might be a sign of intelligence. I glanced away, and when I looked back, the creature was gone. There was a lot of three-foot-high grass, and it might have dived behind a berm. The sun was behind the creature, so I only saw the silhouette, no facial features. It was about seven foot tall, with a great big chest and long arms, and covered with six or seven inch hair color unknown. The creature had a five inch long neck and a roundish head. There was also a horrible smell associated with the sighting. The Deschutes National Forest in this area is covered with lodgepole pine trees with little brush or ground clutter. This story takes place when I was about nine or ten. I'm twenty-two now. My mom took me fishing after school. I assume it was the weekend, not sure now. We went to a local reservoir that's maybe ten minutes out of town. We live in Illinois and the tiny town we live in used to pump water from this creek into the reservoir. I guess to keep the water level up. Anyway, me and my mom finish fishing and are getting ready to go home. This reservoir is up on hill that you have to take these old iron stairs up the hill past an old pump house that's gone now. I think we were just about at the top of stairs getting ready to make the descent back to the turnoff from the highway. My mom pointed out this long thing going down the creek. It was about three or four car lengths long and maybe the width of a car. My mom goes, is that a tree because what was stinking out of the water was green. However, it starts moving kind of like a large fish. I saw what looked like a the rear fin on a fish raise up out of the water as it was almost past. I told my mom I was scared to go to the car because I was scared of whatever that creature was in my ten-year-old mind. I thought it was an alligator or something. She told me that it couldn't get out of the water, and that made me feel better about going down the hill to the car. I've never seen a fish that large in my life again, L. My mom mentioned the story to me again recently, and this made me decide to do my own research. My uncle said it was most likely a river carp. But I've looked at pictures of river carp, and what we saw was like eight times the length of a record-breaking sized carp caught in the area. The creek I found out is called Spring Creek, and it connects to the Sangamon River and the on to the Mississippi River. I've heard reports of bull sharks being seen in St. Louis, which is about one hour away by interstate, but I have no idea what would have been in the creek, which was large and decently wide, and I'm assuming deep since I threw rocks in it on later fishing trips, and they made a large splash in the murky brown water. I have no idea what it was to this day, but it was so large and moved, meaning it wasn't a tree or other object. I still have no explanation about what it could have been. I've been to the reservoir and the creek several times over the years and never saw anything like it again. It was daytime during this. I'm assuming around 7 p.m. at night during early fall, as it was after school and it was sunny. The reservoir is now unused as the town now gets water from a close-by city now and the water level has dropped drastically. It's now about 10 feet more shallow now and I've even been able to walk through the middle. Once with friends when we were looking for a place to smoke. While performing a nighttime land navigation course for the National Guard, 
I was the lead person of an eight-man squad moving through predetermined checkpoints. I felt that there was something moving approximately 50 meters to the right of our formation through the trees. When I looked in the direction, I observed a very tall creature moving rapidly behind the trees, using very large strides. This creature was moving very deliberately, but did not appear to be moving at full speed. The creature continued to move away from my group until it was no longer visible between the forest trees. Nobody else in the group saw the creature, although when I asked, the others said that I looked like I was scared. My girlfriend and I brought our van to the campground, set up Christmas lights and turned the music up very loud. We were partying and drinking and having a good time until our driver's side door slammed shut very violently, like somebody gave it full force. Nobody was around and we were the only ones in the campground. I grabbed my knife and waited, but didn't see anything after that. It was very freaky. By the way, there was a post about the Bohemian Mines area. We have camped up there too, it's very remote. We felt a very strange presence up there. We had a humongous bonfire to keep all intrusions away. During the summer I usually woke up early and went outside for walks or hikes at 5.30 am. I decided that I wanted to pick some staghorn sumac because it was August and at that time they're ripe. I walked from my house to the railroad tracks to start my walk. I walked a quarter mile down the tracks. I stopped and looked at some sumac trees that are along the side of the railroad bed with my flashlight because it was still dark outside. As I was looking at the sumac tree to see those fuzzy red cones, I see a person in the bushes behind this tree. It looked like a naked, pale, emaciated man hunched over running away from me while making no noise. I dismissed it as my brain screwing with me, but it did bother me a little. I was barely outside of my town limits when I saw this thing. Don't mind my terrible sentence structure. We were in the car on the back roads where I live, and it was night time. We were the only car around, no city lights, but as we are driving I hear my mom say, oh shit. I look up to see some type of creature that didn't move in a forward motion but sideways and it darted in cornfield. It had four legs, it almost looked like a man, but I don't want to call it that due to its rapid side movement think of a crab. I was out in the woods in Bedford, Pennsylvania the first day of deer season. Heard what sounded like something running around to my right. It really sounded like a dog running. I take out a flashlight and shine it where the noise is, and there's nothing in sight. I put the flashlight away, and around five minutes later I hear the noise again. I shine the light, and again, nothing there. I periodically heard the noise after that, but I didn't bother shining a light again. I figured it was a coyote, but still kinda creepy. friend and I were 13 years old and way back in the woods building deer stands before bow hunting season. A solid three miles from anything. We're heading home late as the sun is setting, carrying backpacks and tools, talking and laughing. 
We're walking along a fire road, and immediately to our right, about 20 yards away, someone shoots a shotgun directly over our heads. You could hear the shot hitting the trees on the opposite side of the road. We hit the deck with ears ringing and didn't move a muscle. The shots came from out of a large area of bramble and tall grass, so it was impossible to see anyone. We started whispering our plan to each other, which consisted of yelling, Hey, there's someone here! Thinking maybe it was an idiot poacher thinking we were deer, believe it or not it happens a lot. Then the scariest part was there was zero response, no movement or anything. So plan B was to count to three and haul ass with backpacks pulled up to try and protect the back of our heads. We were both fast on a normal day, but we were never faster than when we were running down that road. We decided not to tell our parents or the cops since we didn't technically have permission to a be on the land and B to be building deer stands on it. Our theory is it was some crazy-ass poacher who didn't want two kids in his territory and thought scaring them would do the trick. Was on a solo hike or camp. Popped my tent up around dusk in a hydro cut in a wood and settled in for the night. I have a tarp I use as a footprint for my tent, just to smooth out the rocks or roots or whatever all else is on the ground. It's only slightly larger than my tent itself, maybe an extra 16 feet on one side, I use for a shoe mat. Anyway, bedding down and a few hours into sleep, when I start here a chorus of coyotes yipping from a little ways off. Over a course of twenty or so minutes, maybe a little shorter, the calls start getting louder, and I realize they're getting closer to me. Calls at this point are loud and numerous, so I figure there was a few of them around. At the point where it sounds like they can't get louder, they all simultaneously shut up. It's quiet for fifteen or so seconds felt about a year, and then I hear paw steps on my tarp directly outside my door, right next to my head. I'm usually a pretty calm guy and generally good with animals, but I totally filled my pants at that point. The coyote sniffed a few times at my tent and then walked off the tarp they didn't make a peep after that. Next morning I packed up and was hiking down the hydro cut towards the initial yipping and saw a portion of thickety woods that had scratch marks on some of the trees, figured it was near their den. Whoops. backpacking alone in the woods of Missouri. I was woken in the middle of the night by a blood-curdling scream in the dark. This was miles and miles from any town or houses. I thought it must have been a bird or something, and settled back down to sleep. Before I could drift off again, I heard another scream, only this time closer. Definitely not a bird, not a bug or anything I could think of that would habitat those woods. It repeated again and again, coming ever closer, until it sounded like it was right outside of my tent. I was too terrified to look outside, too terrified to move. All of the sudden it stopped. I spent the rest of the night terrified and alone, completely bewildered by the screams. Once I got back to civilization, I found out it had been a red fox making the cries in the night. They make a crazy howl scream that sounds totally unreal. I had never heard the noise they make, so you can imagine how scared it made me that night. I have gone to a boys camp for ten of the last twelve summers. 
the first six years as a camper, the last four as a counselor. During the duration of this camp, we go on campouts periodically. After the campers went to sleep, myself and three other counselors decided we wanted to go frog gigging. This is an activity where you use sharp jacked objects to kill frogs and later eat them. Well, as we ventured to a little pond about half a mile from the campsite, we then heard some footsteps in the woods. We had flashlights, but we didn't see anything. Then a sound that sounded like a velociraptor was heard from the woods. Then a giant tree fell down, or at least that's what it sounded like. We noped it out of there as fast as we could. It was terrifying and none of us to this day know what it was or what caused the loud noises. It was terrifying. I went there to go hunting. It was archery season, so after school I grabbed my bow, changed into my camos and drove to the top of the pass. The road is really bad, so it takes some time. Once at the top I stayed on the baker's side so I wouldn't spook anything in the meadows below. After glassing for some time, not seeing anything, I took off to the south. Along the ridge line, hunting. Went maybe a half a mile or so, set up behind a down log, and waited, glassing often. Maybe a half an hour passed when I noticed a bear about 500 yards out. I watched it off and on, it would go into small draws where I wouldn't see it. Then it would reappear closer. When it got to about 300 yards, I noticed if it would stay on the same path. I might be able to get an arrow into it, so when it disappeared into another small draw, I started planning how to get ahead of it and get a shot. When it reappeared, it was maybe 200 yards away, and in the binoculars I watched it walk on two legs, downhill for at least 40 yards. For some reason I got pretty nervous and moved, which he saw. At that he stopped and looked directly at me. I didn't think he could see me, but he turned and started back the way it came. Not running, but covering a lot of ground quick. I have hunted all my life, white water rafting, backpacking, and can say for certain what I say was not a bear or any other known animal. When it turned its whole top turned with it. I have seen many bears, deer, elk, and know this was none of them. I have not been back since, and have only told my wife what I have seen. I'm an avid hiker, and living in Colorado has given me an appreciation for nature. But it wasn't until I went hiking in Montana that I gained a healthy fear for nature as well. This was back in 2013 and me and my brother wanted to go up to Montana for a hicking fishing trip. Pulling a few strings and making a few calls allowed us some time in an amazing fishing cabin with a guide for two days. We fished and relaxed the first two days, and I asked the guide before he left about a good overnight hike in the area. He said that Ursa Ridge is a great hike, but to bring a good can of bear spray. He mentioned that a few people had gone missing on the trail, but that this time of year should make for a perfectly mild hike. The next morning, my brother woke up with a pretty severe cold. I didn't want to go without him, but he insisted I go anyways. I conceded and went, and this is where things got weird. The whole hike up to the ridge was fine, peaceful, and the trees were gorgeous. But every once in a while, I would look back and see a footprint or two of mine was covered in a bear track. 
Strange, but I didn't think much on it. I got to the ridge, set up my hammock a little below it to block off the wind, and went to sleep with plans to wake up and watch the sunrise. But I was roughly awoken from that with chills down my spine. It was pitch black, so I assumed a cloud was over the full moon I had glimpsed on my hike up. Something was deadly wrong, and I knew it. I felt a tugging, an urge to go back to the top of the ridge. I trembled, shaking as I slowly made up my way to the top, and my god, what I saw made me speechless. The clouds had moved and revealed a horror beyond imagination. Thousands of bears, literal hundreds upon hundreds of the dreaded creatures spread out across the valley below. I started crying, tears running down my face as I tried to remain silent, unnoticed. Then, slowly, a noise arose from the lips of the creatures. I strained to hear, but slowly I comprehended the spine-tingling chant. Mark your post as serious or suffer a fate worse than death. I ran back down the trail, no effort to pack up my camp. Nothing chased me. Nothing happened. Every footprint was a bear print, but I had no time to register what that meant. I ran into the cabin, my brother asleep. I ran to the bathroom and stared into the mirror to see gazing back at me a perfectly normal face. I sighed with relief. My stealth had not failed me yet, my true identity was not known. I slept and never told this to another soul until now. My girlfriend got out of the shower and called me into the bathroom to show me the mirror. There was a very strange, distinct handprint placed on the mirror. I lived alone and she was the only adult that had been to my house in about two years. We each placed our handprints on the sides of the mystery handprint for reference, and neither look anything like the mystery print. I still have no idea how it got there. Edit. To address a couple of ideas, I've lived in this house for over a decade. The mirror isn't newly installed. The mirror is cleaned pretty regularly. I've taken many showers and fogged up the mirror and have never seen it. Edit 2. Not the person I bought the house from but the previous owner, she died in this house. I was watching my neighbor's five-year-old kid a few years prior to this, and she was eating at the kitchen table. She asked me, who was that lady that just went upstairs? There was no lady or any other person in the house. It was just another day at work when I heard the news about my old co-worker's passing. He had always talked about going to Mexico for vacation, but for some reason or another, he never got around to it. It was a shock to hear that he had been in a car accident and had died. It felt like a punch to the gut. The fire safety company we worked for decided to send his family a gift, and a few of us decided to attend his memorial to pay our respects. It was a somber occasion, and we all left feeling heavy-hearted. A few days later, some of us were hanging out in the office, shooting the breeze. One of the guys was watching the GPS tracking for the work vans, just to make sure no one was slacking off. Suddenly, he let out a gasp, and we all turned to look at the computer screen. There it was, clear as day. The recently passed co-worker's van was shown as driving over the Gulf of Mexico, heading straight for Mexico. We all stared at the screen in disbelief, 
then turned to look out the window at the parking lot. Sure enough, the van was still there, parked exactly where it had always been. We all exchanged nervous glances, not sure what to make of it. Was it some kind of glitch in the system, a sick joke, or something else entirely? From that day on, no one wanted to drive that van. It sat in the parking lot, unused and untouched, as if it was a cursed object. Marine stationed in Japan back in 2010-12. I was military police. One night around 2-3 a.m. we hear over the radio, uh, any units seeing the light over the water south? It was a marine air station based on the southern tip of Japan. We had no flights coming in or going out that night. Everyone knew there shouldn't be a light flying over the waters, so about three patrol cars met up at the airfield where there was a way better view. Sure as shit, there's a light sitting out over the water blinking slowly off and on. Some guys tried to say it was a star, so we had traffic control cameras from dispatch zoom in on it. Turns out it was slowly moving out of the cameras, so while by eh we couldn't tell it was moving, the cameras picked it up. We sat there kind of amazed for an hour before it went away. As we were getting back into the squad car, I took a last look at the night sky and saw a small light dart behind some clouds in a movement that didn't make sense. I didn't tell the other guys, just thought there's no way they would believe me. Months later I was running on the seawall and stopped to lay down and catch my breath. Again saw a light, watched it drive into some clouds and then disappear. That was around the time of the tsunami and Fukushima. Super weird. I got called to persistent fire alarms being set off in a block of flats that used to be a poor house in the 1-800s. The alarms would go off three, four times a night at certain times of the year. We arrive and residents are all outside saying they could hear a woman crying. No one wanted to go in as they assumed it was her that was setting the alarms off and she might be crazy. We went up, yup sure enough could hear a woman crying. Sounded like the stairwell. Up we went and walked, crying get louder, turned the landing and realized the sound was then below us. It was coming from the top step of the previous flight of stairs. Well, I nearly shat myself. What made it worse was Guess, who has just bought a flat on the ground floor and was moving in the following week. Yup me. I used to bail through the front doors, past the staircase and into my flat like I was being chased by wolves. First off, I've lived and hunted and hiked in these woods most of my life. Born and raised here by folks that trace our line back to the Meeks Party Blue Bucket Wagon Train. So I have studied plenty of animals that have lived here. What I heard on that late fall evening made the hair stand straight up. The month was September, the weather was warm. My husband had returned to Redmond to go bowling on his league. I stayed behind as some friends were to come up later that evening and join us. The state was doing a lot of road work and were blasting parts along the highway to clear space for wider roads. I was putting more wood on the fire when I looked at my watch our friends were late as usual. It was 10.30 a Friday. You could heard the trucks and the blasting going on along the road. 
Then there was this real loud blast. It shook the ground under the stump I was sitting on. Further away from the road you could hear a rock slide started from the blast. Then the woods came to life. I could hear running of a very large animal going through everything in his way. Underbrush was snapping and small trees could be heard crashing to the ground. As the rocks in the canyon stopped sliding the woods became quiet again. Then just across the lake from where my tent was pitched the howling and screaming started. These sounds went on for at least half hour. I being alone at this time became rather unnerved and decided that my tent would be a better place to wait for my friends from. I crawled inside and found my rifle load a shell into the barrel and sat there in the dark. The sounds across the lake had all but vanished I could still hear something moving over there, and it wasn't deer, elk, bear, cowgers, cattle, people, lynx, badgers, wild dogs, or wolverines. At 11.30pm my friends finally made up to the camp. They could tell that something had made a very bad impression on me and ask what had happened. I told them. We waited till my mate got back from town, but no more noise was heard that night. As this is about more than just what I saw, it would be nice for it to be keep unlisted. This story is of mine. It's actually my dad's. Every other summer, him and a few of his friends go over to Maine and do some base fishing. The encounter happened at around 2 to 3 in the morning. My dad got out of his tent because he had to take a piss. As he was draining himself, he heard a snap about 25 feet away. He looked up and saw nothing. To make sure it wasn't a predator, he shone his flashlight over in the general direction. The woods were really thick so he really didn't see much at all, except for a pair of eyes. He really couldn't tell how high up off the ground they were, so being the person he is, he walked towards it. As he did so, whatever the thing was ran away and my dad got a better look at it. He says that it was around eight feet and smelt pretty bad like trash. He told his friends the next day, but they decided to stay the rest of the week due to the fact that my dad didn't feel that the Bigfoot wanted to hurt them, but was just more curious. He came home and told me, and now a few years later, I'm telling you. I really hope that one day I could see what he saw so I can fully believe that this world is actually a strange one. I have had a lot of paranormal encounters, but this is not my story. This is my mother's. My mom and my uncle had to go pick up my grandmother. She worked in a small town called the Red River, and the blizzard was so bad that my grandmother's car wasn't turning on. So she told my mom to pick her up and be safe because the roads were very slippery. My mom told my uncle to go with her, and they were at a cuesta in New Mexico and they drove slowly because the storm was so bad. While driving, a large creature started walking across the road. It was about nine feet tall, and the creature had white fur and large teeth, and it just stared at my mother and uncle, and then it turned away and ran to the woods. They started talking about it, and they both agreed that it was a Bigfoot. The next day, my uncle went to the area, he found footprints, and even took a picture of it. In the mountains of New Mexico, creepy stuff happens every day. I've got lots of stories. 
Large parts of my childhood were spent on a reservation, and I swear every house there has something spooky in it. I will just quickly tell a few notable ones. When I was about eight years old, my cousin and I were playing hide-and-seek while the adults were gone. I walked through the kitchen and right by a bunch of food on the table. I've never been very observant and completely didn't realize that he was hiding in the fridge. I walk to the hallway, and as I'm gazing down I can see a little bit through the doorways. A small black figure went running across one of the rooms at the end and dives under their bunked. I thought I caught my cousin so I ran into the room to check under the bed, but nothing was there. A lot of people had seen this figure in their house. Apparently their uncle had turned a corner and bumped right into it, and that it was solid, but he couldn't see through it. Just darkness different story. I was left alone at 16 in my mother's house when I started to hear a baby cry in the wall. At first I brushed it off. Gotta just be the neighbors in the other apartment. That's when I realized my mom no longer lived in a fourplex and that our nearest neighbors were too far to hear. I told her about it and she had heard it too. We later found out that a traditional funeral for a baby had been held in the house so we smudged it and left a plate of food outside.